0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. To you, Lord. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Beth- Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But it was for this purpose that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd there heard it and said it was thunder. But others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. Now was the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this indicating the kind of death he would die. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus must have been a rather confusing person to have been around quite often. Today in our gospel, we hear that some Greek men have come from far off to come to celebrate the feasts, and they want to see Jesus. And so they ask with a simple request. Philip and Andrew, they come and they ask our Lord, they say, These Greek people, they want to come see you. And rather than say, Yeah, Bring them in or no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of busy right now or, or tell them to come back later. Jesus goes on this lengthy response about unless the seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains just seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And if you love your life in this world, you will lose it. But if you lose it, if you hate it for his sake, we he will you know, we will find life. And it goes on to this lengthy response about glorifying the father's name and the father's response comes from the clouds. And all of this, and he says, and when when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will call everyone to myself. And in the end, I'm sure the disciples are like, so do we bring them in? Because Jesus doesn't actually give a response. At least, not a normal one that we would expect. But he does give a very important response for us. Because what Jesus shows us in this particular passage, although it's, he kind of goes about it through a roundabout way that can seem rather confusing and perplexing for anyone who's hearing it. He's ultimately saying, these, the, these, this handful of Greeks that have come to see me, when I'm lifted up, I will call everyone. And it won't be just a handful that will come. There will be much larger crowds who will come here. There will be many who will come to hear about this Jesus. And Andrew and Philip, and you others along with him, it will be your task to tell them about me. That's what Jesus is implicitly saying. He's talking about his death because he knows it is soon to come. And he's encouraging the disciples don't be overwhelmed when even more come than just these. So certainly let them come, but there will be even more later. All throughout John's gospel, prior to this section that we've, read, that we've read today, Jesus talks about his hour, his hour. Over and over and again we hear it. We hear it kind of a, you know, kind of a first shot when we're at the, the wedding feast at Cana, the first miracle in the ministry of Jesus, when the married couple runs out of wine, and the Blessed Mother turns to him and it says, they have run out of wine, do something. And he says, what can I do? It's not my hour. And then a number of other times, our Lord is asked to do things, or encouraged to do things, or told to do things by others. And he says, my hour is not here. But today, the voice of the Lord changes. And it's important for us to recognize it. The response to the men coming, these Greeks coming to the Passover meal and they want to see Jesus, Jesus' response is, the hour has come. The hour has come. That's the first thing he says. The hour has come. What hour? It's the death of the life of our Lord. That's the hour. Jesus reminds us, That as the Passover drew near, so also drew the near the end of his life. That soon he was going to die, even though the disciples didn't fully understand it, his hour had come. Jesus shows us that his teachings, although good and holy and helpful on the way of salvation, are not what's most important to us. His healings that he works on numerous times on individuals are not what's most important to us. The casting out of demons and the various other miraculous things that take place throughout the ministry of Jesus and recorded in the Gospels are not what's most important. Jesus came and he did those things simply out of kindness and love for us. But the thing that he did that was necessary above all of those things was that he would come to die on the cross. That was the reason Jesus Christ took on our flesh. The reason, one and only. Everything else is lanyard. Our Lord came simply to die for us in our place. So as to ransom us for God. That we might be able to enter into heaven when the Lord calls us to himself. It was the one thing that he was meant to do in life. And his hour had come. The day was here. Everything I've been waiting for, 32 years of my life, preparing, hoping, waiting, praying, persevering, being obedient to the will of the Father, all of it comes to this. This moment. And the church invites us to join him for it. In a profound way. The fifth Sunday of Lent is what's, (coughs) excuse me, what traditionally begins the kind of season of sorts, of passion tide. It's a season within the season. Of course, we still celebrate Lent. But it's a time in which in these last two weeks, we focus and we recognize that we walk with the Lord in his hour, in the moment of his passion. It is here. And the church calls us to recognize it. That's why when we come into church today... The statues are veiled, the images are veiled, the things are covered up as a visible reminder to us that all of these things are good and holy, but they are not what's necessary. The one thing necessary is Jesus Christ and him crucified for us. The one thing necessary is what happens on this altar, every single mass, that our Lord comes to us and he lays down his life and we remember it. We make it present once more, every single Mass. And so the church, as a loving mother, strips all of these other things away and says, focus on this. Focus on our Lord. Focus on the gift that He gives to us. And pray. Pray. This is the call of Passion Tide. to be with our Lord and to pray. To prepare our hearts if we haven't gone to reconciliation yet during this Lenten season to do so knowing that the time is near. If we haven't been very great at keeping our Lenten resolutions if we've kind of struggled or slipped a little bit or given up altogether begin again, resolve today for these last two weeks to persevere with our Lord. To try again. Because this is the time. The entire church year ultimately culminates in the importance of these two weeks. Again, all the other celebrations are good and holy. But this is the most important time for us as Christians. Because it's the time of Christ. It's the time where he looks for someone to accompany him. But in his day, he often found no one. At the cross, nearly all of his friends have abandoned him. The one who said that he would die right along with him is nowhere in sight. And so Christ longs for us to be with him. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And he wants it to be in truth, to draw us to himself. That by his gift on the cross that all of us may be drawn as to a magnet. Compelled out of love in our hearts. To come be with Jesus. And so this is what I would encourage you. To focus especially these next two weeks. On being with Christ. In whatever way you can. I would encourage you whether here or at your own parishes elsewhere to attend the Holy Week celebrations and liturgies. We've got the Chrism Mass in the Diocese on Wednesday of Holy Week, which will be next week. On Holy Thursday, we have the, the evening Mass of the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. On Good Friday, the memory of the Passion, the death of the death of our Lord. That day is the only day in the entire church year that Mass is not celebrated because it's such a solemn occasion. And then, of course, Holy Saturday with the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday. These are the times that the Lord longs for us to be with Him. He loves us with a passionate love. His hour has come, and He draws all of us to Himself. And so we come, and we pray. I would encourage you if you can't make all the all the extra masses and various other things that are going on, at least to spend some extra time in prayer meditating on these things. To reflect upon the passion of our Lord these days. A very simple practice can be simply making the sign of the cross frequently through the course of the day. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It doesn't have to be something dramatic. Just simply as we go through the course of the day, when we think about the Lord, to make the sign of the cross. And yet we know that it has power. Even simply making the sign of the cross on ourselves is to say that I am with Christ and Christ is with me. All of these things and more we can do. Simply a way of showing our Lord that we are here, that we prefer Him to all things that he himself who already has laid down his life and has produced fruit in great abundance, many souls drawn to heaven, that we also might join him in the laying down of our own lives. We might be able to deny ourselves, to die in our will, that others might be able to experience the joy also of knowing Jesus, of loving Jesus, of receiving the mercy of Jesus, and being able to receive his love. And so we ask this grace as we come to celebrate this Holy Mass. Lord Jesus, that you would fill us with every grace. Help us to love you and to love you more deeply. Help us to know the love that you have for us and the mercy that you have shown to us. Help us to accompany you on the way in the quiet times of the course of our day. Whether by the sign the cross or by the presence here in the church. To know that you are with us. And to console your heart to know that in the midst of your passion... We are with you.